the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, April 13th. Show number 276. Wow. Scott Hammer, Ron Miller coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter from the John Young Racing, Racing for First Responders, and Dave Kemmer Studio. And also the uh, John Young Racing Chairs. I like the John Young Racing Chairs. Yeah. These are fast chairs. They're, they're cool and they're comfy. They are. And they were uh, the cheapest ones I could find. Really? <laughs> Uh, works out well. Tonight on the show, uh, we'll be giving away some Big D's pizza. As always, Brian Liskai will join us once again. It's about a, only been a, about a month since we talked to him. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, for the Attica opener, which hasn't happened, happened yet. yet. <laughs> right. Tomorrow, though, it's looking good. Uh, and uh, we're going to be. And Saturday's looking pretty good. More better. Pretty good. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, we're having him on to talk about Fremont, though, because Fremont was originally supposed to kick off this weekend. Right. But they've had to postpone due to uh, Attica's... Uh, Extenuating circumstances. Getting pushed back, yeah. So we'll talk uh, to Brian Liskai about uh, Fremont. I'm sure Attica will probably come up as well. And all the uh, latest racing news, everything else that you expect from us. The Internet's really been lit up about the, the Fremont-Attica issue. Is it an issue? And you know, and I think they made the right choice. Okay. Well, we'll there, there's just so many four ten sprint cars, and four ten yeah. sprint cars are well earlier both in, tracks headline. Yeah, earlier in the week what was that? I think I was talking to Dave, our producer, right? And uh, I said because that was before they had announced they were uh, going to postpone the start Fremont. Right. They that I was like, so what's Fremont going to do? Because all the 410s will probably be at Attica. All the 305s will probably be at Attica. They got the dirt trucks. And then Dave said, well, yeah, and all the fans will be at Attica too. Yeah. <laughs> so probably a good call there. But, uh, yeah, we'll get the the scoop on that from from Brian, I'm sure. Uh, Oakshade Raceway is going to be kicking things off in, what is it, uh, two weeks from this week? Yes, weekend? sir. Yeah, April 29th. It's coming up soon. The Bill Rector Memorial. Hopefully we get some weather like we have today. First time we got the uh, with the windows open in the studio. Beautiful. Yeah, it's almost too warm, actually. I like it. I like it. Uh, Saturday 29th, uh, that's the opener for Oakshade Raceway. Full schedule is available on oakshaderaceway.com. You got the uh, Barney Oldfield race coming up in mid-June. You got the birthday race mid-July, 10,000 to win, Summer Nationals. So lots going on at Oakshade this summer. Um, and we'll have uh, either uh, Chrissy or Pam on the show in a couple weeks, too, to talk Maybe about Maybe both that. of them. Possible. Yeah, it could happen. Big D's Pizza and Clyde, give them a call right now, 419-547-1444, or order online at orderbigdspizza.com. Check out that uh, new country fried steak with bacon sandwich, just $6.99, and uh, the uh, crispy curly fries for $3.99. Good stuff. Big D's and Clyde, big on taste, not on price. DCR Graphics, locally owned and operated. They have full wrap starting at just $350. They also have cheaper stuff. If you just want a sticker, they could do that too. Really? You don't have to get a full wrap. Yeah, they could. That's uh, a good deal. Make sticker. They also make those little, the little car. I have uh, my side now pointed did, toward the camera. Did you requisition the, the Hammer Down Racing Report for the number thirty five light model? Uh, oh, I have not talked to him about oh, that. Oh, jeez. Uh, if uh, if Dale's listening, Ron would like a Hammer Down Racing Report uh, sticker for his race car. Yeah, for his late model. There. I need one. Yeah. 
Uh, if you need one, well, get a hold of Dale as well. Give him a call, 419-308-9523. I should probably have that scrolling at the bottom of the screen there. That might help. You know, maybe he Check could have out. a sale on Hammerdown Racing Report stickers. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we'll take publicity wherever okay. we can get it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he does uh, graphics for sprint cars, late models, modified, compacts, stock cars, whatever. If it can be measured, they can do the graphics for it. Quarter midgets? Um, uh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 419-308-9523. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash graphics, And uh, contact uh, Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from action shots to victory lane. Uh, They have those new items that uh, I got to get some new copy for them because those new items kind of aren't really new anymore. They've been around, but could be new to you. The uh, 20-ounce tumblers, water bottles, kids' cups, and... uh, 80-degree days, uh... 20-ounce tumblers are a big deal. There you go, yeah. Uh, get them customized with images that Freeze Frame Photos takes. They have lots of cars, uh, lots of pictures of all the cars, right. uh, area tracks all over, not just Oakshade. Uh, they do Toledo. They've been at Sandusky. He's been at Fremont. I'll I mean, bet Charlie will be at Attica this weekend. He probably will. Uh, give Charlie a call, 419-476-9978. Just don't call him uh, Friday or Saturday night because he'll probably be busy. At a racetrack. Yeah. Probably won't be able to hear very well. Uh, free stream photos, special moments frozen in time. And uh, also a shout out to Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, and Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg. And uh, last weekend, uh, Dale says, How many uh, hammer down stickers do you want? Ooh, I need one. <laughs> Just uh, one? Rather you don't large. need one for each side? Well, I was thinking maybe Hammer Down Racing Report deserved the hood. Oh, okay. There you go. Big area. Just like on uh, our uh, little late model right, there. Right, right. Okay. There, one big one for, for Ron. Probably three feet wide. John needs one, two for his. Oh, something else I, we wanted to talk about a little bit later, too, after uh, we're done talking about talking with Brian, is uh, uh, you brought this up last week after the show about having the, the fan of the week or something. Right. I haven't, I haven't totally hashed that out yet. I figured out how we could choose it, but I don't know what they get or anything. So if anybody wants to... Throw something in for uh, the fan of the week. Uh, we'll do a random drawing each week for our live listeners, at least, for that. Haven't like I said, that, that's in the works. Show me. Well, maybe this DCR graphics could do a, a small. Uh, maybe we could do the the, a, the graphics a to small, the sticker. A they small want a sticker. personalized sticker, or a hammer down racing report sticker. Yeah, there you go. We just had a for show the, meeting for the back window of your car. Just uh, had a show meeting. Do you also? We're in the middle of the front windshield. You know, whatever. Okay, how about uh, we do a little bit of uh, action from last week before we uh, give Brian a call here. That would be our racing roundup. Racing roundup. Pretty good weekend to watch racing, too. On TV? Yes. Yeah, on TV. Nothing in around here. Attica again rained out last weekend. That's why uh, the All-Stars will kick off their point season this weekend. At uh, Attica, we'll talk more about that later. The World of Outlaws Case Construction Equipment Late Model Series, uh, they were rained out. Wasn't that last week? Did I forget to take that off? I don't know. I don't remember. They just It seems like every week's the same thing. Everything's getting rained out. Uh, the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink uh, Sprint Car Series, uh, U.S. 36 Raceway Friday night. Sheldon Hodenshield picked up the win uh, in the Jason Johnson Classic at uh, 81 Speedway on Saturday. It was uh, Rico Abreu. And uh, I don't. Did you watch uh, Tuesday? I did not. Tuesday highlight a, a little bit. 
Um, well, we'll talk about that here in just a second. Uh, NASCAR action over the weekend. Joey Logano picking up the win in the WeatherGuard truck race on dirt at Bristol Motor Speedway on Saturday night. Davenport, uh, Jonathan Davenport, uh, I believe, finished 14th in that one. Right. Logano did not have as good luck on on uh, Sunday. He was the defending dirt uh, at Bristol right. race winner. Um, I believe he finished last. There were some ruffled feelings over, over that whole r- during yeah. the whole race, Scott. But uh, Christopher Bell, dirt track racer, uh, picked up the win there in the Food City Dirt Race at Bristol on Sunday. So that was cool. Um, other notes, uh, Kyle Larson, you said they were showing this all weekend, too, on uh, yeah. Fox and the FS1 broadcast about Kyle Larson and Jan- Jonathan Davenport's uh, battle. Last Thursday night, right after the show, I went downstairs, turned it on. I was like, holy crap. I got this- home and watched it. It <laughs> was a good battle. Uh, slide jobs back and forth. Uh, Kyle Larson, Jonathan Davenport in the uh, Kyle Larson Late Model Challenge. Uh, last Thursday night, at, Thursday night at Volunteer Speedway, um, yeah, f- about first thirty-seven laps they were battling back. Didn't and forth. the two of them have a slide fest back during speed? I weeks? think so. Yeah, those two put on some yeah. pretty good races. But uh, eventually, Larson got ahead of him, and uh, he got kind of cut down a tire in the the final lap there, getting into was it uh, Kyle? Oh. I thought it was Kyle Bush. Yeah, Kyle Bush. You're Kyle right. Bush uh, lap car. Clipped his uh, left rear, cut it down on the backstretch, and he kind of yeah, left there, it back there's something to the you don't hear line. very often. Kyle Bush in a, <laughs> in a lapped car. Yeah, yeah. And Chase Briscoe broke his finger. Right. Yeah, we got some. Uh, we'll have an update on that a little bit later as well. Um, Kyle O'Gara led all 75 laps to take his second consecutive uh, Glen Nebel Classic for the 500 Sprint Car Tour at Anderson Speedway on Saturday night. Taylor Fern, former guest on the show, finished in second. So congratulations to her. And uh, Tuesday night, as we were mentioned, Giovanni uh, Selzy scored the biggest prize of his career with the uh, High Limit uh, Sprint Car Series at uh, Lakeside Speedway and Shane Stewart's Heartland of America Showdown. $50,000 to win that thing. A lot of money. Rico Abreu looked like he had it in in hand, and he had the same kind of deal that uh, Kyle Larson did. A caution came out. He kind of slid up and uh, caught a caught uh, the car that had stopped on the track and right. it knocked the I'm guessing it knocked the beat off of uh, his right, right rear cuz it was flat and he was ended up unlike done. Larson who it's like just seven laps to go though unlike Larson who just drove a lap on a flat left it was rear. a half a lap seven laps is another deal so uh, yeah. Giovanni Selzy uh, he picked up the win there exciting race it was pretty good any update on the driver that was injured in uh, qualifying no I missed qualifying. Okay. I didn't even know somebody was injured because I missed qualifying. Oh, I'm not even sure it was there, but it was early in the week. Uh, no, it, it was there, I think. Okay. No, I, I'm, I'm sure one of our uh, producers will. We'll chime in. I suppose yeah. I have to switch order our comments here. How about uh, we dial up Mr. Brian guy here? P-R-I... Hopefully we got him in yep. here correctly. Jake Newman? Yep. Is that who it was? I do not have an update on that. Can I get to talk to Good evening. Hey. Mr. Brian Liskai? How are you doing? I good. recognize that voice. Ron Miller, Scott Hammer. How's it going? <laughs> good, good, good. I feel like we just did this a, couple, a few weeks ago. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and and technically, we should have had like four weeks of racing done by now. 
Oh, you're telling me? <laughs> and how many do we have? None. Yeah, that's not good. But well, it, last year I think Attica rained out the first five weeks. So this is uh, we're doing better this year then. Yeah. 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 It looks like the weatherman's going to be very nice this weekend. Well, let's hope so. Uh, well, uh, we've we talked to Attica before. And I'm sure we can uh, mention it here, but I, I kind of wanted to focus on Fremont, who was uh, originally supposed to start this weekend before uh, last weekend's uh, right Spring Nationals yeah. got pushed back to this weekend as the makeup uh, weekend. Um, and earlier in the week, I was kind of wondering if uh, you know what Fremont was going to do. Was there a contingency plan uh, if if that should happen when the the schedule came out? Do you know? No, it, it, what happened was that Fremont's always open in the middle of April. It's always around my birthday. Uh, Happy birthday, my by birthday's the way. A, it'll be Sunday. So it's Ooh. always, so it's always, Fremont's always open then. And then sometimes Easter, because just the way the calendar falls, comes on that weekend. So Fremont cooperate with Attica because Attica traditionally has their spring nationals on Easter weekend. And this year, we wanted to get back to that. So we said we're going to open it the, the middle of April like we always do. Attica always had a rain date for the Spring Nationals, but only of one day. And that was usually the Friday after, you know, if, in case it got rained out. Well, a couple of years ago, they decided to do the whole weekend. And it just it didn't work out that way. So. Fremont said, you know what, that, that's a big event for Attica. Uh, we'd like to work with the other racetracks, so w- we will cancel our race since you postponed your race, and, and that's what happened. Gotcha. And it, I was wondering, for, for your sake, too, how you're going to be at two places at once. <laughs> well, it, you know, the, the beauty of that is it, it's the Spring Nationals, it's the All-Stars. So Blake Anderson uh, does a, a whale of a job for the All-Stars, so it, it really wouldn't have been that big a deal. Uh, Blake would have Graciously, I'm, I'm assuming, I haven't asked him, but, he, you know, if that would have been the case, he would have done uh, the the 305 sprints that night and everything would have been just fine. But uh, it, it all works out in the long run anyway. It's going to be a good weekend uh, weather-wise for Attica and uh, Fremont will open the following week and everything will be fine. So uh, next weekend is uh, the 410s, 305s, dirt trucks, just a regular show for, for the opener? At Fremont. Correct. And, and we're going to honor Johnny Oxter, who passed away right. uh, this past right. winter. Uh, you know, was there the first night the racetrack opened 1951, and this is going to be the first time the racetrack opens without Johnny Oxter. So we're going to honor his memory on opening night. And Ron was saying, what is it, 75 years for Fremont? Uh, well, since, since 1951, whatever that is. <laughs> I'm trying to do the math in my head. So 73, right? Okay. Am okay. I right? It's yeah. close. Yeah, and and you've been announcing all of them? <laughs> no. <laughs> close. I, I will start my 39th year tomorrow night. At Fremont? Uh, well, uh, of announcing. I okay. will start uh, my – I started at Fremont in 1985. Okay. Very good. So uh, another thing I noticed uh, that's an addition, I guess, t- in name, uh, the Rick Ferkel Classic is uh, making the move to Fremont from Waynesfield this year. Correct. Uh, Shane Helms, uh, his his work and his family got too busy, and he bowed out at Waynesfield for the time being. He may revisit that. He invested a lot of of money and time in that place, and and him and Greg Schober are good friends. And you know, Shane may come back to Waynesfield uh, eventually, but uh, 
he started the the Rick Ferkel Classic down the Atomic Speedway in uh, 2018, and he called me up and said, "Hey, just to let you know, I'm not I'm not going to be at Waynesfield anymore, but I want to see the Rick Ferkel Classic continued. Uh, Rick deserves that, and I agree wholeheartedly. Rick was one of my uh, heroes growing up, and we need to do that for Rick. Uh, I don't think we, uh, especially the younger drivers, don't get to see what those guys did for this sport. And we are where we are because of people like Rick Burkle. And his first win came at Fremont Speedway. So it, it, it's appropriate that it comes home to the, the track that action built. Well, and Fremont has a legitimate Hall of Fame. So that's pretty go. cool, too. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, you know, Rick's 84 years old. And, uh, it, it, you know, I hope uh, the, our goal, I think, at Fremont is this will continue for as long as that racetrack uh, continues, that uh, there will be a Rick Burkle Classic. Okay, yeah, and I think I saw that that actually started at Atomic Speedway before it even came to Winsfield. Correct. Correct. Uh, When when the whole all-star renegade, was it renegade? I can't even remember what that was. It seems so long ago. But when that split happened and Shane Helms was involved in that, uh, he promoted the race down at Atomic Speedway and continued it on at Waynesfield Raceway and called me up and said, we need to continue this, and I can't find a better home than Fremont Speedway for the Rick Purple Classic. So that's going to be part of uh, the Sprint Speed Week on Saturday, June 10th, All-Star uh, show. Yeah, and the, the beauty part about that is the, the night before at uh, Attica, the Open Up Speed Week, it's the Burton Bridget Emick Classic uh, honoring, you know, the people that kept the All-Star name out there after Bud Miller started it in the 70s. And uh, Burton Bridget kind of reinvigorated it in the 80s. And, you know, Rick Ferkel uh, was a consummate All-Star. He was He ran with uh, Bud Miller's deal back in 1973, as my dad did, actually. And uh, when they traveled all over the country, kind of the precursor to the world of outlaws. Uh, the Knoxville Nationals was an all-star circuit of champions sanctioned event back in 1973. But Rick Burkle was one of those guys. And, and it's kind of apropos that we continue with an all-star event at Fremont. Very cool. Um, Dean Henry asked, uh, he wants to know, why didn't they uh, try and run? For, I'm assuming he means Fremont on Sunday. That's, we looked at it. Uh, honestly, you? that's a good question, and we did look at it. Ryan Sheets uh, and, and the gang over there looked at it. In fact, they talked to the All-Stars about running that uh, on Sunday. And, you know, after a weekend, Friday and Saturday at Attica, our, our race fans only have so much money they can spend uh, discretionary going to the races. That's A. B, uh, it's a Sunday. You know, and Sundays aren't, it's hard for people to come to the races and then get up on Monday morning and go to work. And see, we looked at the extended forecast and they're calling for a lot of rain on Sunday. So there you go. That, that yeah. kind of made that decision for us. It makes it easier, yeah, when that rain comes. I know, uh, talking to Scott Warner back when he was trying to get uh, Millstream open back up, he talked to a lot of sprint card guys, uh, a lot of the regulars at Attica and uh, Fremont about, you know, if they would be willing to come out on a regular basis, you know, make it a three-day weekend, Friday at Attica, Saturday at Fremont, Sunday at uh, Millstream. And he, he, the response was not what I expected, actually. It was a lot of them were like, you know, it, like what you said, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of money, especially to go three days in a row. So the, there was, he kind of got mixed uh, mixed uh, responses to that. Well, and I remember but, back in the day when Brian ran on Sunday and we'd oh, do yeah. a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that, it, it was a tough deal. 
Well, you know, and, and the cars and, uh, require so much more maintenance now. It's so much more expensive uh, to get ready to go racing on any particular day, let alone three days on a weekend for people that have jobs. Most of these, these guys around here that have their own race teams have jobs. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it does take its toll on you. And, and what a lot of people don't understand, and, and I was having this conversation with the, the guys down at Comic Speedway at Coffee. We were talking about what we, you know, in today's world, you know, we got all, all of us have these smart TVs and we have streaming and we have all this stuff going on. And there's a lot competing for that discretionary dollar. And to do a three-day weekend and that discretionary dollar, and he was talking, uh, the guys at the Atomic was talking to me, I said, you don't have the challenges we have up here in Northern Ohio. We have Lake Erie. We have Cedar Point. We have all these things, water parks. All that's buying for that discretionary dollar. So when you tried to throw a three-day weekend on top of that, of course we have our great loyal fans. Uh, all tracks have, you know, that handful, a uh, bigger handful of people that will come out no matter. But you you need the casual fan to come in too, and and their discretionary spending is is pretty limited anymore. Yeah, and that gets pretty expensive uh, bringing a family. The entire family out for for three nights of uh, racing. Why, well, and they can do it once a summer. Uh, plan their vacation around it. Uh, Sprint Speed Week. Yeah. Uh, you know, just not a weekly thing. Anyway, right. I didn't it's mean to go down the whole Sunday uh, whole rabbit hole there, but uh, back to the Fremont schedule. You got uh, the the Steel Block Late Models coming in on uh, June seventeenth. I know Ron. Ron is always trying to get late models there. Any chance of any other late model shows at, at Fremont? No, we'll certainly look at it down the road. The reason we brought the steel block late model series back was because they, they brought almost 30 cars and they put on a whale of a show. And when you can do that, you know, kind of live up to the hype, it's easy to say when they call and say, hey, you want to schedule a section? Heck yes. And we're doing it on a weekend on a Saturday that the track isn't running sprint cars because it's Ohio Sprint Speed Week. And, you know, the, the all-star contract basically says you can't run 410 sprint cars against another track during speed week. And we got to looking at it and we thought, you know, here's the chance to make these guys the, the, the headliner, the, the dirt trucks, the 305s, and, and the steel block lake models. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a huge night for us every month. Cool. And then uh, later on in the season, I saw the – the trucks and the stocks are back on the schedule for a second year on October 6th. Again, uh, you know, it, when, when you have success with an event, you, you do it again. And uh, we had a, a great turnout of the stocks, and everybody had a great time. They put on a fantastic show. I was kind of skeptical of that one. I, I, I'm just going to admit that out front. <laughs> and after that, after that Is event— Is it because of I, me? I was, no, I, okay. I, I was—I I honestly thought, you know, the, the stock cars— were very, very, very competitive. I thought they'd be at a disadvantage, and they weren't. And uh, hats off to Corey McCoy, who put that deal together. Uh, they policed it very well. They looked at, you know, everybody got inspected. They looked at how what everybody was doing. It, it was just, it was a good event. And it was, that was another easy one. When they said, we want to do this again, say, heck yes. And again, that's a Friday night, not a, a Saturday night show. That's part of that. Correct. Uh, and it, it, it's part of a big weekend at the yeah. fairgrounds. They have a, a, a fall fest at the fairgrounds and people camp and uh, they have a lot of fun with the kids. And it, it was a really cool atmosphere that night. And uh, you got the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic. Um, 
what other uh, uh, big events uh, does Fremont have this year? I mean, the AFCS, Attica Fremont Championship Series is going to be there quite a few times. Uh, uh, What else you got? Well, we're bringing in, since Barry Marlowe, and I know you guys had him on the show here a couple weeks ago, uh, kind of uh, stepped in and, and, you know, the NRA Sprint and Bader 360 deal was kind of up in the air, and he got that under his uh, umbrella. And he started the, the the Great Lakes uh, traditional sprints. So we're bringing them in, non-wing sprint cars for that. That's kind of a new deal for us with them. We had the boss sprints in, in, in the past. We're going to Barry's been a good partner with us, and we're going to stick with that. We're going to bring the 360s in, so that's kind of cool. Uh, they, 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 you know, last year they came in, and again, they brought a lot of cars. And when you bring a lot of cars and you put on a good show, it's easy to say yes when they call you back up. So, you know, that, that's how that works. And, you know, we got Speed Week with the with the All-Stars. We got Jim and Joanne Ford Classic and uh, our normal weekly. And everybody says, well, it's not very exciting schedule. And I'm like, it's racing on a dirt track. How, <laughs> every what, week. More right? you, every week. You know, it, that it was, a bunch of us have been talking about that. It's getting really tough to have weekly competition yeah. anymore. Uh, you know, I, I, a lot of people have said in the past three or four years, you're going to start seeing some of these tracks quick doing weekly stuff. They're going to go to a two-race-a-month uh, special event and be done with it. And I hope that doesn't happen uh, because when that happens, then you lose your – weekly guys, the guys who go to work every Monday through Friday and then come out and race on the weekend. And when they can't do that anymore, they're going to go find other things to do. And all these traveling series and, and all these big money shows, you know, we saw the high limit on Tuesday. They got to remember, you need those people. You can't run a race with 12 cars. You just can't do it. And, and you need those people and you got to keep them active and you better start supporting the series and, and all these streaming services and everybody else that talked about that better start supporting the weekly racing because if you don't have that, you're not going to have the other ones down the road. Well, that High Limit show, I think they had 52 cars. Six. 56? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I would say at least 40 of those were weekly racers. You're probably pretty close to that. And, and there's a deal, you know, the High Limit deal, everybody – gives brad sweet and kyle larson a lot of kudos for that but and i do too but where's the money come from well you know where the money comes from streaming service flow racing racing. supports that and and those guys lease those racetracks that's not like uh these these promoters are going out and saying we're going to run this big race in the middle of the week and we're going to put our neck on the line no Uh, brad sweet and and kyle larson and the high limit deal lease that racetrack and they have the backing of flow to be able to do that. That takes a lot of pressure off of, you know, can you imagine a weekly racing guy coming out and say, we're going to put a $80,000 person on Tuesday yeah. in the middle of a week uh, without any backing? And it won't the, happen. And, and the grandstands they were, were, very, were very respectable. I was, I was impressed with that, yeah, for a Tuesday. Uh, I was too, and especially the ticket price. Um, it, it, uh, when you start looking at the ticket price, I, I get a kick out of uh, weekly racetracks that raised their tickets in the last year or two, a buck here or two bucks there. And, uh, you know, the people are starting to complain. And I'm like, but you have no problem plunking down $50 to go to a race like that in the middle of the week. And good for you. If you can do that, that's fantastic. And I, I wish that, I hope that happens a lot. But don't complain when your local track raises it, you know, from, 
16 to 18 dollars or 18 to 20 dollars brian do you think it's kyle larson's name that uh brings the crowds it doesn't well, of hurt. course <laughs> it doesn't yeah, hurt it, 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 it doesn't hurt you know it, you know, he, he wins on Sunday with NASCAR, and then he gets in a sprint car on a Tuesday, of course. Uh, and, and the great part about that with Kyle Larson's marketing because of that is we're bringing new fans into the sport. Sure. Uh, and and, and that, that's never a bad thing. If we can bring more new people into the sport, that's always a great thing. And streaming has helped in that in, in quite a bit of ways. It's just the, the, the pocket of money is only finite, and we need to be able to figure out how to share it among everybody. Speaking of uh, admission prices, uh, what are we looking at for uh, Fremont for this year? Uh, $18 weekly racing. Uh, specials will be more, of course. Uh, so, you know, we raced it first time in, gosh, I'm going to say six, seven, eight years. Uh, and, and again, people, some of the people complain about that, but as I tried to point out to people, do you understand, like, your grocery bill, the racetracks bill's gone up too. Uh, and, and insurance was a big one. I, I know talking to the guys at Fremont, our, our insurance went up almost 40% in the last three years. And you ought to try looking at the uh, financial end of it from the other side of the racetrack. Exactly. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, 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 from, exactly. From a racer standpoint, it, it, it's just gone stupid. <laughs> Well, it has, and and you know, and then the racers say, "Well, tracks need to raise the purse," and, and the tracks say, "In order to raise the purse, we need to raise the ticket price." And the fans say, "You know, we go to the grocery store and we're paying more and more for gasoline, and we can't spend more." It, it's a it's a vicious circle. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anything uh, racers or uh, fans uh, can uh, expect to see this year that's different uh, than before? New f- facilities, amenities, uh, different procedures. No, I, I, I think our, our procedures are pretty tried and true. Um, we've been pretty re- receptive to listening to the racers on doing some tweaking things. Uh, you know, for instance, our point structure at Fremont, Rich Farmer uh, did this when he was a promoter there for the 410 sprints. Every time he hit the track, it was worth some points from qualifying to heat races. And we had some racers, you know, we, we gave points for fastest qualifier overall. Well, we, we, the procedure has been you qualify against cars in your heat. So a guy goes out in the first heat tracks a lot different from the guy goes out in the third heat or the fourth heat. And they said, well, how about you reward points based on how you qualify within your heat? And that, that's an easy one. That's an easy fix. So that that's something we're going to do. That's something the fans wouldn't recognize. But uh, no, and I think like all tracks across the country, we're looking at ways to speed the program up a little bit and hopefully get people... You know, people's attention spans have dropped dramatically in the last 10, 15 years, thanks to so- social media and the big screen TVs and everything else. So we're looking at ways to try to speed the program up a little bit. I hear that's working for I'm not a baseball fan, but I guess they have a, a yeah. clock now for a batter clock or something. And, 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 and that's a pitch count. And, yeah. pitch, is that what it is? And, and they've made the, the bases larger, so it's a little easier to steal a base. Oh, who cares about that? I'm just talking about the time. <laughs> I don't like baseball. I'm not a baseball guy, but no, just, but but the, no, I've, they, I've heard they, the game times have been reduced by like a half hour, and yeah, that's pretty significant. They're doing what they can to yeah be NASCAR. What uh, I mean, what what could you do really to speed along the show? I mean, more than than it's already done. It's not like it's not like tracks are just trying to drag things out. Well, some tracks do. Some tracks <laughs> still hold intermission. No, seriously, yeah. some tracks still hold intermission, which I've never gotten. 
you know, when I grew up at a, as a kid, there was always intermission, and, and that was just a way to sell more hot dogs, so to yep. speak. But, uh, you know, a lot of tracks, most tracks that I know of, have done away with quote-unquote intermission. But, you know, it, just simple things. It, it, it involves, you can, you can drop 20 minutes to a half hour off a show if you get cooperation from the race team. In other words, when they call you up the staging, get the staging. Uh, you know, a lot of guys that they they get lollygagging in the pits and they talk and this and that, and you know, the, the ladies up in the tower screaming or waiting for you, and <laughs> they still lollygag around. You know, a lot of the sanctioning bodies have that eight minute horn, and they sound the horn. And if you aren't there, you're docked for it. And I think you're going to start seeing that trickle down into the weekly shows. I think most of our local tracks, Brian. Um are blessed with racers that have learned that when they, when it's time for the heat races, they're in line, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only time you see some, some dragging of the feet, Ron is, uh, qualifying, you know, it, they go out and hot lap and then they, they go back to their pit and they sit for a minute. And it's like, no, you go back and you do whatever you have to do. Get in line. Hot, you lap, know, it, hot lap qualifying fixes that. <laughs> yeah, that does. And, and you know, but a lot of racers don't like that. It's just one of those things. But, you know, if we, like I said, if you can shave off 20 minutes here, half hour there, the goal, I think, for every small track in the, in the country should be to run, it depends on how many divisions you have, of course, but to run a program within three and a half hours. I would say from, th- I would say three. You know, three from, and a half from hot being really generous. Yeah, three from hot lapping to qualifying to the last checkered flag, three to three and a half hours should be sure. tops. And and if you can do that, and Attica's been a leader in that in this area. If you can do that, then you're doing things right. We've talked about it for the last few weeks on the short tracks. What do you think about a choose cone? I'm kind of torn on that one. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like, uh, you know, Attica several years ago instituted the quote unquote lucky dog. And I understood that, um, you know, where if you get lapped, uh, when the first yellow comes out, you get your lap back, you go to the tail because, you know, the old days was lap cars didn't go to the tail. They stayed where right. they were. And if you got lapped 10 laps into a feature and the yellow comes out, and, you know, the, the leader and the second place guy just got by you and now you're sitting third and you're lapped down, you might as well pull in the pits. And it was a way to, to keep cars on the racetrack and keep them racing so that fans got to see, you know, a lot of cars on the racetrack. Otherwise, you might end up with 10, 12 cars on uh, by the end of the feature. Uh, things like that, you know, it, it's just, it's, I don't know. It, it, it's a, it, it's an interesting thing to do. You know, the high limit did that deal on Tuesday. And it benefited the winner. You know, he went from, I think, sixth or seventh to restarting third or something like that because right. some guys chose the high line and he went, Geo Selzy went down to the bottom of the racetrack and gained like three rows. It, it, it adds an interesting niche into the racing. I kind of like it. And I would like to see somebody try it on the short tracks. Maybe we're wrong, but I think it throws another little twist in there. Well, I know the dirt trucks at Fremont have lobbied for years, uh, the last couple of years in particular to do the Delaware double restarts. Right. And it, you know, it's like, okay guys, 
then give us give us a night where we run eight lap heat races with one caution and not four. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, then then maybe we'll look at it and. You know, and I'm not blaming the driver. Look, these guys are amateurs. Those trucks are a handful. I've talked to sprint car drivers that have gotten in those dirt trucks, and they're like, these guys, to be able to run 20 laps and not spin them things out is incredible. They so just, the, those they are just, things you look at. They just got the wrong trucks, Brian. That's well, you know, Oh, yeah. I, I know somebody <laughs> builds some good trucks. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, who who are some of the we asked you this about Attica, but uh, at Fremont, who are some of the racers to be on the lookout for uh, for championship runs this year? Well, our defending track champion Craig Mintz says he's going to do a lot of traveling this year. He's talking mm. about going Knoxville and in the Pennsylvania yeah. and things like that. So that kind of leaves the door wide open, but in a way, it doesn't because DJ Poos has just been so consistent at Fremont with that Burmeister uh, sixteen. I think, you know, Stuart Brubaker's due to have a good year. You don't know what uh, Jake Kaiser's team was. That's Sabo. Uh, they're, they're say they're going with the All-Stars, but, uh, you know, I hope we see him at Fremont a lot. I think that opens the door. I think we're going to see at Fremont in particular on Saturday. Uh, Attica's a, a unique deal on Friday night because no, they don't have much competition. Saturday nights, uh, are, are, there's a lot of competition. Wayne County runs sprint cars. Uh, Atomic runs sprint cars. I think we're going to see some Michigan guys come down to Fremont. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of that. Okay. What about uh, and 305s? I think we're we're going to see a, a huge batch of rookies this year. I, I really do. I, I it's been kind of quiet on that front, um, but I think we're going to see a huge batch of rookies uh, this year in the 305s, just like we have the last two or three years. Dirt truck. It, see, I, and uh, people tell me I'm crazy, but I think the dirt truck division is a barometer of the economy because I, my, in my heart and head says 90% of them guys are factory construction workers and they need that extra money to put into that truck to get to the racetrack. And when the economy is kind of teetering, it, it, their numbers dwindle. And we kind of saw that a little bit last year. And, and I'm hoping we don't see that this year. I, I'd like to see us stick in the neighborhood of 30 35 trucks every week but i am I'm, I'm i'm thinking that might not happen and 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 that that really bothers me you know one time we had a fair race for the dirt trucks at fremont and there were 65 dirt trucks that showed wow. up wow and there was that many and they're still out there huh. those trucks are still sitting someplace out there it's this guys get, run out of money you know, and like I said, they're factory workers, construction workers, and when that those things aren't employing like they normally do, that division is a good barometer of the economy. I'm hoping that that I'm wrong and the economy's bouncing back a little bit, and we see some more of those. But uh, last year we had a lot of new dirt truck guys come out, which was encouraging, and I hope we see that again this year. That was something else that we uh, have talked about a little bit. Is maybe we're going to see a decline. In the weekly racers, you know, the guys are going to be there, but they may not be there every week. I, I think you're right, Ron. I think, I, I think they're going to, they're going to do what their budget tells them they can do. And, and that might be two, two Saturdays, uh, you know, a month. That might be three. Some of them will always be there every race and God bless them. But uh, you know what, if they can, if they can only afford to be there twice, then we'll welcome them with open arms. Hall of Fame, is uh, that going to still be open during race nights? 
absolutely. Uh, Randy and Jane Mapus, who are getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, you know, when when Rich Farmer and I sat down and determined that we're going to do this deal, it, it was a five-year plan and it got accelerated thanks to people like Dee Gensman to one year and we had a building. And when we talked about it, who are we going to bring in? We said Randy Mapus. Uh, Randy loves the history of the sport and that Hall of Fame shows that, his love for that sport and they're going in. But, you know, he, he just does so much, him and his wife Jane and the, the group of volunteers that have stepped up to run that Hall of Fame so that Randy and, and Jane don't have to be there every week is phenomenal. And uh, we got displays that are just growing and growing. We are, we're bursting at the seams. We're actually starting to look at expanding that Hall of Fame. Well, that's pretty cool. I was going to, I was going to say, you're going to need a bigger building. Yeah. It, and we have room. The fair board has been so gracious to work with the, with the uh, Fremont historical society Fremont Speedway Historical Society on that deal, and uh, we're looking at expanding. Uh, and, and the fair board has said, you know, the, to the one side of that building is is the quote unquote beer garden. And they said, you know what, if you need that area, we can scale that back, or we can move it someplace else. And uh, we're starting to look at those plans. Do they grow beer in the beer garden? Yes. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Well, hops <laughs> yeah. are an organic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that'd be good for you. What, what's your favorite food to get at the uh, concession stand there, Fremont? Oh, uh, Fremont, a uh, root shredded chicken sandwich. Okay. Yep. That was a quick answer. That was easy. Yeah, um, kind of grew up on that stuff. <laughs> what's uh, what's your all time favorite race uh, you've witnessed at Fremont in the uh, well, since 1985 that you've been there? However many years that is. <laughs> um, that that's kind of hard to. Hard to pick. Uh, I remember my first year announcing. Um, it just popped up on, on on one of my memories on social media. Uh, Doug Wolfgang. It was a, a sprint speed week, and he was driving the uh, Weikert livestock car, and he crashed at Eldora and hurt his shoulder. And it was a speed week, and it was the finale, I believe, and it was or the night before the finale. It was a big race. And he won the race, but the the story was Jack Hewitt went through like three cars to get into the A main. He started out in the 63 and, and he went, borrowed somebody else's in the B. And then I think he ended up in the Nichols brothers car and somebody, I think Dwayne Liber or Rusty McClure, somebody qualified the car for the feature. And he got in it, started last and coming to the checkered, he was right on Doug Wolfgang's tail. And I interviewed Doug Wolfgang and I said, wow, that was a heck of a race. And Doug was, visibly white because he drove that with a bum shoulder and was in pain. And I said, well, you know, great job, Doug, but what do you think of Jack Hewitt coming from the tail to challenge? He goes, well, this is Ohio sprint speed week and I'm from South Dakota. So that should tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was a fan of allowing Jack Hewitt to get in three different cars. Is what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems, uh, well, it's Jack. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you got Attica this weekend. It looks like uh, Mother Nature is going to cooperate. Beautiful, uh, beautiful looking couple days. Just a slight chance of rain on Saturday. Uh, finally going to get that underway. I mean, you, I, I'm assuming you're excited. Finally get racing well, started. Very excited. I, I'm more interested in they put new clay. Hmm. Uh, that, that John Boris has, has tried so many things to try to get the dust situation at Attica taken care of. And you, he spent a lot of money in the last five, six, seven, eight years putting 
different dirt and clay on that racetrack. And he, he did it again this past fall. And it's going to be interesting to see what the racetrack does. And I know Porkchop and, and Kevin and all the guys that work on that racetrack have, have really done a lot of work on that, that the racing surface in particular to see what happens. So I'm kind of excited to see how this is going to pan out this weekend. And that's why they were really wanting to get one of their preliminary events in before the big two-day show. The big test. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they've had a good week uh, to dry things out, yep. uh, you know, to, to see what they're going to have to do, what plan they're going to have to do throughout the season to maintain that uh, new surface. So they've had a good week to do that, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's the All-Stars uh, tomorrow night as well as uh, late models, so that'll be a, a good test for the surface. And then uh, the All-Star 410s mm-hmm. on Saturday with the 305s, right? Correct. Gotcha. Correct, yeah. So then, and then uh, what's uh, what's the details on the season opener next week uh, for Fremont? Well, it'll be, I believe the AFCS uh, kicks off uh, next weekend at Attica and Fremont on Saturday at 305s and 410 sprints and, and the dirt trucks. And again, we're going to honor Johnny Oxter, uh, his memory on opening night. It's going to be weird not to see Johnny at the racetrack. Uh, first time in my lifetime that Johnny Oxter won't be uh, roaming the pits at Fremont. And that's going to be kind of weird. Uh, Dwayne Hancock uh, just chimed in here. You can't wait to hear Mr. List guy start his uh, 39th year this weekend. Uh, speaking of which, he's got the, the Hoserville, Ohio, injured driver's auction uh, taking place on Saturday at uh, Attica uh, in addition to the, uh, the racing. Yeah. I saw his list of things. He, that Dwayne, Dwayne just works. So I was thinking about this today. Dwayne just, you know, he's like the ultimate super fan. <laughs> he, he spends so much, not just money, but time on, on, on promoting this sport and uh, just things like the, that, you know, when we just lost a, a young man uh, from Ohio, uh, last weekend, and, and Justin Owen, uh, J.O. was a great kid. And, uh, you know, it, it, those things that we need that injured driver's fund. And, uh, you know, it, it is a helping hand from the racing fan. And uh, I hope everybody shows up and bids up on these things. And, you know, if you got a man cave, it's must-go. You have to go to this auction. Yeah, I, I got some stuff in my garage still that uh, Dwayne hasn't picked up. I got a Brian Smith sprint car wing and – yeah. Some old roofs from my car, which probably nobody wants, but somebody might want the Brian Smith thing. Uh, oh, hold, on, hold on. You got a wing from Brian Smith. Brian Smith doesn't crash. Well, it's got a little bit of. It's, it, got it's, some it's stone not chips bad. In it's, it. it's got some uh, character to it, but uh, it was for <laughs> the the uh, the thing at Sandusky, the hangover race. I was going to put it on uh, my car gotcha. and never did. It's just been hanging in my garage for the past few years. So. Ah, gotcha. Do you have any of the information on the. Dwayne's event? No, I know. I, I believe it'll be in the uh, in the building there, the the banquet hall uh, at Attica, and uh, open early so people can come in and look at everything that's going to go on there. Uh, you know, it is a weekend deal. It's supposed to be great weather. I believe the campground's already filling up at Attica. So uh, there you go. If you want to have some time to kill, go in and, and for a good cause and see all the great racing memorabilia they're going to have for auction. Three o'clock. It starts at three. Three o'clock. There we yep. go. Just looked it up. That's when the gates open. Well, Brian, it's always a pleasure speaking with you and uh, looking forward to kicking off race season around Northwest Ohio here tomorrow night. Oh, wait, when does Oak Shade start? 
Uh, we still got two more weeks. Two more weeks? Yeah. Last, Saturday, last Saturday in April is uh, Dominator Superstocks, Sportsman, and Front Wheel Drive yeah. Compacts. And the late models will be the first Saturday in May. Well, there we go. So, see, racing is right. It's kicking off this weekend. It's just full steam ahead right now. Yeah, yeah. No more rainouts for the rest of the year. Well, that happened at Attica last year. I said they lost the first five, and I think we only lost one after that. Well, let's uh, let's continue that minus the one rainout. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, you take care. And again, it's always great talking to you. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for everything you do. Thanks, Brian. All righty, bye bye. Mm, bye. There you go, Brian Litzguy, the voice of uh, Fremont and Attica Raceway Park, and Attica kicking off this weekend, and uh, due to being pushed back. Uh, or getting postponed from last weekend. Fremont's opener is postponed oh, till oh. next to the yeah next weekend. We'll we'll go over all that in the Big D's Pizza uh, racing menu here in just a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we do have a little bit of uh, news to cover. We've kind of talked about some of that uh, already. Um, and actually, we've already covered all our sponsors. Did, did you, I, I did those did, except for you. What? Ron Miller Race Cars. I know those folks. Yeah, give them a call, 734-856-7223 for race cars, parts such as new uh, temperature gauges, seat belts. belts. Yeah, racers, whatever. make sure you check your seat belts. Uh, probably be a good idea to look before the tech inspectors do. There you go. Give uh, Ron a call at uh, 734-856-7223 or his cell phone number. Here's, here's, a, here's a little tip. My main number rotates to my cell phone, I so figure. I don't have to run yeah. to the phone. All right, then. Whichever number. Well, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. Um, yeah, let's do this. Latest racing news. Give away uh, some Big D's pizza here in just a little bit with uh, how many. We'll find out who last week's uh, winner was, as a matter of fact. Um <laughs> Speaking of the uh, Hooserville, uh, injured, Hooserville, Ohio injured driver auction, uh, that was the first thing I had in my news thing. I didn't have to look that up. This is what happens when I do my prep on Monday uh-huh. and don't look at it until now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, that's uh, tomorrow at, or tomorrow, Saturday, Saturday. at uh, 3 o'clock at Attica Raceway Park. Um, all kinds of cool. Bring a few extra dollars because every dime of it goes to charity. Yeah, all kinds of cool helping injured drivers. Racing memorabilia will be uh, for sale, and as Ron said, uh, all for a good cause there. Uh, if you have any item donate or you want more information, contact Dwayne Hancock through his uh, Facebook page. Uh, NASCAR and Speedway Motorsports have revealed details for the upcoming NASCAR All-Star Race that will be held at North Wilkesboro on Sunday, May 21st. The simplified format, that's what it says, that's the quote, simplified format featuring two heat races, uh, to set the uh, starting lineup, a 100-lap All-Star Open and a 200-lap main event. They put the spotlight of the weekend on the historic .625-mile track, which will host its first NASCAR competition since 1996. It's first time, time this century. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, and I remember John Young was all excited about this a few years ago. He g- gave me some st- uh, stickers to put on my car for oh, yeah. for North w- Wilkesboro, and, and now NASCAR is going to be I, Honestly, did not. What's going to happen? I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, but that's cool. Uh, last uh, Thursday afternoon, the National Motorsports uh, Appeal Panel 
uh, voted to uphold the penalty NASCAR issued to Denny Hamlin for his on-track actions uh, back uh, March 12th at Phoenix Raceway as a result of the loss of 25 driver points and $50,000 fine uh, levied uh, by NASCAR against Hamlin will remain in place. Uh, as Brian uh, just mentioned a little bit ago, uh, Justin Owens, who had been a uh, competitor in the uh, sprint car ranks for more than a decade, succumbed to injuries sustained in a qualifying crash during Saturday night's uh, USAC Amsoil Sprint Car National Championship event at Lawrenceburg Speedway in uh, Indiana, I believe that is. Uh, the Harrison, Ohio native was in the midst of his qualifying run for the event when he drifted high into turn three, lost control, and slammed into the wall just before 6.30 p.m. 30 minutes later, the series announced the event had been canceled. USAC announced Owen's death shortly after midnight. Um, Owen had entered uh, the weekend's event as the reigning track champion at Lawrenceburg Speedway, having grabbed two feature wins and the title in 2022. Owen grew up just 20 minutes from, uh, twenty minutes north of uh, the track. I, uh, I saw on our... On our comments that uh, the driver that was injured at the high limit race oh, that's right. um, was released from the hospital today. Jake Newman. Yep. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate that update. Uh, we already talked about the uh, Rick Ferkel Classic uh, being moved to Fremont Speedway from uh, Waynesfield. Yeah. Uh, NASCAR uh, Cup Series driver. Did you hear about Cody, Cody Ware? I there did. There was not much talk about it dur- uh, during the weekend. Uh, with, uh, was it Crafton that was substituting for last weekend? Yeah. Car? yeah. Uh, yeah. So Matt Crafton was in, in his, uh, car, but, uh, we found out why he's been indefinitely suspended by NASCAR after, after he was uh, arrested and charged with assault. He was arrested on April 10th and charged with felony assault by strangulation. If inflict serious injury, as well as misdemeanor assault on a female. Yeah. What the hell? And he drives I mean, for his father's team. What the hell? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I don't know what so, else to say about so that. So Rick Ware Racing is looking for a driver? Uh, apparently. It's not going to be Cody. Mm-mm. Daniel Suarez will join the uh, Superstar Racing Experience field at Thunder Road Super, uh, Speed Bowl on uh, July 20th, the series uh, announced on Monday. So another cup driver, current cup driver, going to be competing yeah. in that. That's kind of cool. Chase Elliott will be uh, back behind the wheel of the number nine car in the uh, cup series at Martinsville this weekend after Ooh. breaking his leg in Colorado. Boy, that's got to be a tough race to come back to. You yeah, know? that's uh, a lot of work. A lot uh, of work. Was it, was that that was before the Las Vegas weekend, wasn't it? Yes. Back, yeah, I think it's been six weeks, so uh, I I wouldn't think he'd be fully healed yet, but. Guess good enough. Uh, Eldora Speedway uh, teased that they will be having a solar eclipse viewing event on April 8th, 2024. I've been hearing so much about the solar eclipse. I was thinking it was this year. It's like, it's next year. What the hell? It's a whole month or a whole year away. But I guess Eldora is like uh, right in the the path of one of the good viewing places. So more details forthcoming. There may be a big party going on at, what is the 8th? I don't even know what day of the week that is. I don't know. Somebody will tell us. Yeah, somebody. Uh, Dave, look that up for me. Uh, I want to know what uh, the week that would be. Could be a big party. Uh, Chase Briscoe. He's going to undergo surgery to repair that broken middle finger on his left hand uh, on Monday morning. This coming Monday, he's going to have the surgery. He uh, broke his finger while competing last uh, Thursday in that Kyle Larson late model challenge at Volunteer Speedway. 
Uh, yeah. So, and he had posted a image of his x-ray and it how, was how, uh, how, did, how did he break his middle finger that's my I, yeah question. that i did that yeah. part i don't know that is a good question i-75 uh, speedway pack the track challenge we talked about this last week we did worth the thousand uh, dollars going to five spectators if they get over 1500 people that was postponed last weekend because i wanted to see how many they had i want to see if it worked and uh it's a monday okay. for the solar eclipse yeah Maybe they'll run a race on Sunday and everybody can camp out. There you go. That might be a cool idea. Uh, yeah, so the Pack the Track Challenge didn't happen last weekend. It's postponed uh, from last weekend. It will now be tomorrow. Oh. So, and uh, Gene Steele left us a message on the Hammerdown Hotline. Did he? Uh, saying he knows a score down there and can get uh, more information on that. Ooh. So we got a phone number and everything. We can okay. find out how that works. And the fans, $1,000. And it's uh, if they get, I forget, there's increments more than 1500 right. where they'll give five more fans another $1,000. So it could be a, a pretty big thing. And, and that's it for uh, all of our uh, racing news. We do have a Hammerdown Hotline text, and I'm going to defer this one to you. Really? Yeah. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. Maybe. I don't have a hammer down hotline uh, thing here. So uh, if you'd like to call or text the hammer down hotline, feel free to do that anytime, day or night, 419-318-3081, 419-318-3081, call, text, whatever, anything racing-related questions. Uh, this week's uh, hammer down hotline question was, uh, why are asphalt tires so much cheaper than dirt tires? Wait, I may have that wrong. I think it was the other way. What are cheaper? Are dirt are asphalt tires or or, or dirt tires cheaper? I think right now, by and large, the dirt tires are a little more. Um, but the the pavement tires, um, new tires are are a huge benefit. So, you know, the dirt guys can probably get a couple of weeks out of part of a set anyway. So. End of the day, they're both spending a lot of money. Asphalt tires so much cheaper than dirt tires. Okay, they, I did have it right. For some reason, I thought I had that backwards. They're still freaking expensive. All tires are expensive. And I, the only thing I would think of was uh, asphalt tires. They don't last as they get used up quicker. Right. You know, they go through a a, a heat cycle in the night, and uh, they're like glue. Yeah, they're they're, pretty it's pretty like flypaper once yeah, they warm up. up. I've only ran them once, and I was quite surprised. I was like, wow, these are a lot Look different. Look at all the stuff they pick up. Yes. Yeah, that's why you see those guys scraping them off with the, yep. the torch and a scraper. Well, and you see the cars swerving back and forth on caution laps to clean the tires. Yeah. It's that's not so much they're trying to warm them. They're trying to get the stuff off of them. Let's give away some Big D's pizza. Ooh. How many? So uh, last week, uh, the question was, how many high-limit sprint cars uh, would be at Lakeside Speedway on Tuesday? Un-freaking-believable. We, we guessed a little low. Oh, I did, <laughs> Blew that um, you, uh, you picked 20, 25. I said 24. Uh, we were... Uh, about halfway there. About half, not even halfway there. Yeah, yeah. 56 uh, total cars at uh, Lakeside for that high-limit show. Doug Frost, again, he came through. And uh, he chose 58. Ooh. 
So he was closest. He wins a Big D's pizza. He's got 30 days to claim that pizza. Uh, and the, the, these free Big D's pizzas we give away, they're worth more and more every every day because of inflation. Yeah. <laughs> so every year we've been doing this, I mean, Big D's pizza now, that's got a value of a... You know, 10% more than it was a year ago. Yeah, when we started, I think they were two bucks or something, you know? I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. Maybe when you started racing. I don't Maybe. What? Uh, this week's how many? A chance to win uh, a Big D's pizza. Uh, we're going to keep it local and hopefully not jinx anybody. How many All-Stars? All-Star Sprint Cars are going to be in competition at Attica on Saturday. It's not a Friday-Saturday total. Not a Friday-Saturday total, oh, okay. just Saturday night. So if somebody breaks down, blows an engine, Saturday doesn't have a spare, that number may be lower, or maybe somebody's coming in from... I wonder if Saturday's downtown. payoff is a little higher so they could attract more I, cars. It's the same, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I have to look that up. But, uh, yeah, so that's uh, how many. Put it, your guess in the uh, comments of our Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Whoever's closest will get a uh, Big D's pizza. We'll determine the winner next week. We'll say you have until 4 o'clock on Saturday. It's 4 o'clock Eastern Daylight Savings Time uh, to get your guess in. So if you're listening to us on the podcast, on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever, you can... Uh, no, the gate's open at 3, Scott. So maybe we should push that back to 3? Yupper. All right, yes. 3 o'clock. Correction. 3 o'clock Eastern yeah, time. We, we don't want somebody sitting up in the high seats and yeah. And if you guess, trailers. you only get one guess. It's the same pay for for pay okay. out both days. Thanks, Dave. Uh, so you get one guess. If you change your guess, you will get the uh, the black flag over there by uh, right here. We'll do. Let's put this back up here. There, there's right there. It is right there. Is the black flag. So you're gonna get that black flag. I had to move it because I had the window open. So it's Ron's gonna have to give you the black flag. One guess. Can't change it, and you have until 3 o'clock on, on Saturday, Saturday afternoon to uh, put your guess in. So and it looks like uh, Jamie's being very <laughs> pessimistic there with one. I don't even think. Th- if you're going to go with one, just go with zero. Don't go with one. If someone picks zero, then I don't, I don't understand people sometimes. Uh, let's check out the, uh, Big D's Pizza Wait, race. wait, wait. What? You've got to choose. Oh, that's right. We have to choose, don't we? Yeah. you got to choose first. Darn, I thought I was going to get you to... S- nope. Not kidding. And maybe All right. 38. 38? Okay. You were looking at some of the numbers there? No, I did. Well, I well, here, let me saw some really back. optimistic ones. 37, uh, we got 36. Doug, for, Doug does pretty good. I'm going with, uh, 36 then. Really, I'm going okay. with Doug. He's been he's he's won a couple times recently, uh, yeah. so he he knows things. Well, you can't change your vote any or your guess anyways, Jamie. So if you do, you get the black flag. We just said that. Pay attention. Oh, Bob Johnson, welcome home. Okay. Uh, this weekend, let's uh, find out what's going on. This weekend, Big D's Pizza Racing Menu. Attica Raceway, the Corn Main Spring Nationals. It's finally happening. Uh, originally scheduled last weekend. It's going to happen tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Uh, two days. Uh, Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions, uh, 410 Sprints, the UMP Late Models. Gates open at 3, racing at 745. General Mission, 25 bucks on Friday night. Saturday night, 
again, Attica Raceway Park, Corn Main Spring Nationals, featuring uh, the Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions. Uh, it, this is the first two uh, point events right. for, for their, their season. Um, and the 305 Sprints will be joining them on Saturday. Gates open. Actually, gates open at 2. Ooh. So maybe we should push that. Uh, we already said 3. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Gates open at 2, racing at 7. And again, $25 uh, general admission for uh, Attica there. Waynesfield, Raceway Park. Uh, they also were postponed from last weekend as well. The Let's Go 30 featuring the Great Lakes uh, traditional 410 non-wing sprints, the uh, 360 NRA sprints, and the UMP Modifieds in action. Gates open at 3 o'clock there and racing at 6. This was just announced today. They picked the time. They kind of went in between trying sure. to dodge the rain. So Waynesfield, gates open at 3, racing at 6 p.m. General mission, $18 there at uh, Waynesfield on Saturday And, and for you Jerry Keezer fans, I think he's going to be the announcer. Yes, he is. And He was uh, going to be any yeah, last week is. anyhow. Tuesday, there's uh, action on Tuesday. Ooh. Eldora, Flow Racing Night in America. Weather's not looking as good on uh, Tuesday, but that's it's still a little ways out there. Uh, late Models, UMP Modifieds, and Eldora Stocks. Gates open at 4 for that on Tuesday night. Racing at 7.30. And uh, General Mission, 20 bucks. And I believe that obviously is going to be on Flow Racing since it's Flow yeah, Racing. I, I think Sunday, Monday is the really bad rain. and Tuesday could be okay. I thought I saw something about snow on Monday. Uh, other series action uh, this weekend. The uh, World of Outlaw NASA Energy Drink uh, Sprint Car Series will uh, be at the I-55 Outlaw Showdown at uh, Federated Auto Parts I-55 uh, Speedway in uh, Peverly, Missouri. That's taking place uh, tomorrow and Saturday, Friday. So that's not Peverly, Missouri? Pe- whatever. What did I say? Peverly or Peverly? Yeah, okay. That's Friday and Saturday, the 14th and 15th. Um, I don't know why I left the High Limit Sprint Car Series in there. That already happened this past Tuesday. Truck Series in action uh, tomorrow night, 7.30 on FS1. It's the Long Jill John Silvers. Long Jill Silvers. That's the female version. Long John Silvers 200 at Martinsville Speedway. And then uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series will be in action on Saturday, 7.30 on FS1. For the call, 811.com before you dig 250 at Martinsville. And finally, Cup Series, also at Martinsville for the NOCO 400. That's going to be Sunday, 3 o'clock on uh, FS1 as well. NTT IndyCar Series back in action on uh, Sunday. That's uh, also a 3 o'clock start. That'll be on NBC for the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. They should have good weather for that. Yeah. It's Long Beach. Back to Attica, the Tezos All-Star, um, that'll be on Dirt Vision or Flow. I know Attica is... We should have asked Brian that. I uh, believe uh, since it's uh, the All-Stars, that's going to be, be on, on Flow. Flow because they have Dave the Dave Kemmer, help us with this. Yeah, Dave would know. Uh, but yeah, and Dirt Vision may have, it may be one of those broadcasts where they switch back and forth. The uh, late models might be on Dirt Vision. Maybe. On Friday night and the 305s on Saturday, maybe on Dirt Vision. I don't know. It's always a weird deal with that because it's like you have the, the two streaming services. Right. Uh, you know, the the track's a Dirt Vision track, but it's a sanctioning body. The All-Stars is bringing flow. So I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be that way. We'll see what Dave says here. Uh, 
Dean says flow. Dave says flow. I'll so, bet it's flow. Well, the all-stars at least. So right. hopefully you don't have to flip back and forth to uh, see the uh, support class as well. Um, weekend weather pit stop. I actually did reach out to Norm Van Ness. Really? Big racing fan, former meteor- meteorologist. He's got too much going on to uh, to fill in for Ryan Weekman, who oh. is, who's Everybody's too busy to do the uh, weekend weather pit stop forecast now. It's weird because, you know, there's no benefits, no health benefits to pay is zero. We're going to have um, to do it in-house, Scott. I did, and I actually took some notes. So Very good. I, so, uh, yeah. Uh, your weekend weather pit stop forecast for Attica. Friday's looking awesome. It's going to be 82 tomorrow. So uh, probably and sunny. Should be in the uh, probably the upper 70s and then dropping through to the 60s during race time. Light winds. So perfect racing weather. Absolutely. Really. Can't beat that. Saturday, pretty much the same thing, other than that small chance of a a shower sprinkled in. Like a 20% chance. I think it was, yeah, like I saw 16 to 24, depending on where you're at. So small chance, uh, and even if it does, it hopefully won't be a a, total washout. Uh, But that's Attica, and then uh, Waynesfield on Saturday, same uh, same deal, tiny chance of a shower. Uh, Temperature should be in the 70s. Slowly dropping into the sixties. Uh, still good weather Just there. Just fine. So great, uh, great weekend of weather. We've certainly if, attended opening days that were a whole lot colder than that. Yeah. So if you'd like to uh, become a meteorologist, uh, you don't even need to be a certified meteorologist. You like to work for free, or a racing fan, and you know a little bit about weather, or you know how to watch the the forecast, That's it. or look it up on uh, on your phone. You can become uh, the official Hammerdown Racing Report meteorologist if you know somebody. Or you are that person, call or text us uh, on the Hammerdown hotline. Again, we'll throw that number up there for you. 419-318-3081. How the hell do you remember that? I can't remember numbers. Scott, come on. Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, what you said. So, yeah, there you go. And and if you forget the phone number, it's it's on our webpage. It's HammerdownRacingReport.com, yeah. There you go. Thanks to associate producer Dave Kammer, contributors John Young, Matt, Matt Swander. Like us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube. Even if you don't watch us on YouTube, just if you happen to be on YouTube, just search Hammer Down Racing Report and just click follow. Anytime. Yeah, that helps us a little bit. Uh, yeah, anytime. Uh, listen on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. I'm going to have to pull up some uh, statistics. I haven't looked at the, the metrics in about a month. I know India was uh, was still doing We're still doing well. Was still second, it, really our second most country that listened to us. That's Obviously, USA we have the most listeners in the USA. Second most in India. Third is Australia. We have good friends in. But Australia. that was a month ago, so we they, it may have changed. I know that. We, yeah, yeah I'll, have to, I'll pull up. Some We've stats. been pleading with them to listen <laughs> yeah. to us. Uh, also, uh, rate and review us. Uh, share our broadcast with your friends. On uh, social media, we appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors, DCR Graphics, Big D's Pizza, Oakshade Raceway, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Headhunters Barber Studio, and Salon. And, of course, if you're interested in being a sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing Report, you can always send us a message or call the Hammerdown Hotline, 419-318-3081. Thanks again to our guest this week, Brian Liskai. Always a pleasure talking to him. Check him out at Attica tomorrow and Saturday night. Or you can go see our friend Jerry on uh, Saturday down at Waynesfield. Waynesfield, yeah. yeah. So plenty but to get choose your from. backside to a racetrack somewhere this weekend. Absolutely. Next week, Chris Mize, the always entertaining oh Chris Mize, uh, will be with us to uh, talk about the upcoming season at Sandusky. And then two weeks from uh, tonight, 
we'll uh, do our Oakshade Raceway uh, preview. Terry so. Hendricks? I doubt that. Doubt that very much. It'll okay. probably be a, a Pam or Chrissy kind of thing. So we'll see you next Thursday, 7 o'clock again. Chris Mize on the show. Get out, sport your local racetrack. Okay, goodbye. We'll see you, see you folks somewhere. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.